Hello and welcome back to another edition of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, boy. As you can tell from a distinct lack of mouth breathing, Stan isn't here. He's running late. <laughs> All pretend to be shocked. Listeners again pretend to be shocked. But we've we've had a few weeks off, Jim. We have. We've been recharging the batteries. Not all of us have actually been on this continent of late. More on that later. Yeah, some of us have been across the pond. Well, well. we've been doing some scouting. And we've been watching some football as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about the football of late. Because Liverpool fans aren't going to be happy of late, Jim. But neither is Jurgen Klopp. He's uh, spat his dummy out a little bit after the Liverpool game. Yeah, they don't drop points often. And when they do, he's, he's not a big fan of it, is he? No, he's a, he's a big sore loser, but <laughs> the greats are. Yeah, true. I mean, all the best managers, Mourinho, Chappets, Fergies, they're, they're, not, they're not gracious after defeat, really. And I mean, in fairness, they have caught him, like, what, five minutes after the full-time result of the interview, so you kind of um, take his comments with a pinch of salt there, um, annoyed that Spurs didn't lay down and just go all-out attack against a team chasing the quadruple. I mean, come on, that's us so really, you're not going to do like Ed Anfield, are you? Sounds stupid when you say it out loud, doesn't it? Yeah, and the fact that Spurs have played that way against Liverpool and City and not lost in four in all games against them, so it's obviously working. Conte's tricky little Lily Whites, you could say, but no, it's it's Conte ball, and it was it was like this last time he was in the Premier League. At times when you play the big team, it's absorb and counter very much with him and his teams, and especially when that Tottenham team's not really in his image, not yet. Anyway, he's had one window with him, is it? Yeah, um, and I thought, to be fair, out of the two managers that might be a bit aggrieved by the result, Conte might be the more aggrieved one because Liverpool didn't really create too much. They scored for a deflected goal from Diaz and at the end, if Hoiberg managed to rather make that pass or have the header that just go on target, he kind of got stuck in between there. They could have nicked three points and they need three points. It's not like they're just playing to upset the, the, the top of the Premier League. They're now four points behind Arsenal with only three games to go. So, if anything, I thought Conte might be the one aggrieved with that result on Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. And Liverpool, well, they, they stalled to a point. They had to bring Luis Diaz on, who's been probably the signing of the season. Or, well, definitely the January signing of the season. He's an excellent player. And he, he got him out of the mud, really, towards the end with that deflected shot. But Spurs were dangerous on the counter. And Liverpool looked vulnerable there, especially, obviously, with the cup final at the weekend and then, obviously, a pending Champions League final with Real Madrid. Yeah, definitely. I thought Spurs did very well. Um, on both wings, did very well. Emerson was good. Ryan Sessegnon was very good. I thought Kane maybe was a bit quiet, if you was to have your complaints about the Spurs' performances. But, but yeah, like Klopp said before the match, Son in a counter-attack is one of the most dangerous players in the league. and. He, he proved that. Hey, he's here now. Stan's arrived, Hello. everyone. Hello. The listeners have been asking, Apologies. where have you been? Where have you been this week? Oh, uh, just been uh, just been out for brunch with Donny Osmond. We ran over. A right. bit. Yeah. Brunch? You ran yeah, over bo- bottomless, wasn't it? 20 to 6. Yeah, well, we started at 1, didn't we? Oh, fair B- enough. Bottomless brunch with the twirlies and that, so, yeah. We had a good time. Alcoholic or no? No, he doesn't drink. No, do you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we was, was just on about Tottenham and Liverpool saying that Jim was rightfully saying that Conte might think that Spurs deserved all three points against them and Klopp was having a right old moan at the end. Yeah, I think um, Spurs' game plan worked and Liverpool's didn't. So I suppose on the basis of that, then uh, you could say that they deserved the three points. Um, 
We know what, I don't know if you mentioned what Klopp said after the game, but, you know, not being happy with how Conte's team set up and that he would never set up like that and, and whatever. But um, it's knees must, you know, going to Anfield's almost an impossible task in terms of getting anything at all, never mind winning these days. So Conte did what he had to do. And, yeah, I mean, with the, with the goal that they conceded, I can't really think of any other moments where Liverpool had too many chances. And, and like I say, with the goal being such a massive deflection, they might feel hard, hard done by because on another day they do take the three points and the game plan comes off. Yeah, I was just going to say then, now does the wheels fall off for Liverpool or is it back to business on Saturday in the Cup final? Um, it's a difficult one really. It depends if they've got... Um, if, if they have kind of admitted defeat in the league now because I think with City being is it three clear with goal difference, it's, it's pretty much four points, isn't it? So City would have to slip up twice or you know once and then Liverpool would need a massive result in the last three games so I think if I'm them I'm probably looking at winning all the cups possible and uh, probably giving the league up now and with Chelsea's performances in the last few weeks I think Chelsea need to butt their ideas up a little bit so if I'm Liverpool I'm thinking you know go and win the FA Cup go and win the Champions League you know you take three out of four at the start of the season so it's a danger for Liverpool that, that on Saturday I think Chelsea's record in cup finals recently has been pretty poor and I think it's obviously the better team is going into the final, but Liverpool are balancing league, FA Cup, Champions League. This is Chelsea's season on Saturday. Um, there is the mathematical chance that Spurs and Arsenal finish third and fourth, but it's not going to happen, is it? I mean, Chelsea's league fixtures are like Leeds and Watford. I mean, you might as well be playing the, the two worst teams in the league at this point, that aren't Norwich. Or United. Or United, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't beat United, so I mean, there is hope, but yeah, what I'm saying is. All eggs in this basket for Chelsea. I think the the cup final. I think they're preparing yeah. for that now. Whereas Liverpool, they do have to go and go to Villa, which Villa played really well on the weekend. And I know Jared might just let them off the three points there, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. But that's what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> wow. he, he could be he could be not a game than what people are giving it credit for. Well, he has got a make up for slipping on his fucking ass, so he might he's as well give him three he's, points. He's also got um, a record of, of handing titles to teams, like when he slipped Drogba through, when we needed Liverpool to stop Chelsea winning, but yeah. they didn't. When no, he handed don't. the title to City as well. Undercover blues. There you go. Well, there you go. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, but just just last thing, obviously, on the uh, the cup final at the weekend, Jim. Rightfully so. Domestically, Chelsea's cup finals. I think we've lost the last three FA Cup finals in a row. G one. We are G one. Four time lucky, but in Europe, we have won our last three finals: the Champions League, Europa League, and World Club Cup. Which any chance they can get the game move from Wembley to maybe um, the Allianz? Ooh, or the drag out in Porto perhaps Maybe. anywhere that's not in the UK would be fabulous for us but it is make or break for our season because yeah. half of our team's on holiday and Marcus Alonso is definitely going to be leaving yeah, after uh, yeah. he insulted Thomas Tuchel and was hooked at half time wasn't he said he'll never play again and uh, Frank, Frank actually um, in his last game at West Brom hooked him at half time as well and Alonso went and sat on the bus so Wow, there's a common denominator here, and he's got a fucking sick left foot. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got a bad attitude. <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. Chelsea are good in Europe, but Liverpool have won six as well. I don't know if if you've ever heard that. Oh, only um, only one league in the last thirty, though, according to Pep. Well, I did. Well, no, it's not according to Pep. It's factually correct. So. Uh, Surprised Pep didn't mention pro- probably like, war breaks and five subs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's probably it's the best. Fishing, it's it? probably the best rivalry we've seen in the Prem. I mean, it's up there with United and Blackburn in terms of one team dominating the title and the other team winning one. So, fair play. 
So welcome back and following on from uh, mentioned that Liverpool have won the Champions League or, or the European Cup, should we say, six times. I don't know if they've ever mentioned that to you or anybody else or whether you've seen that. Um, they're in another Champions League final, unfortunately, uh, and they are playing Real Madrid. Uh, very partisan on this pod, uh, very <laughs> unbiased. Um, sure we all want Liverpool to get a seventh. Yeah, definitely. Seventh heaven for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. Right, Liverpool, Real Madrid. <laughs> How did Liverpool get there, Cook? Do you want to talk us through that one? Yeah, so, to be honest with you, they, they made hard work of it in the end. They did. Because it looked like playing sailing from the first leg. They were 2-0 up, I believe. And then, obviously, they had to go to Villarreal with a population, uh, sorry, a stadium that holds the population of... Newton the Willows, whoever lives there, or anyone that's ever been there. Just, fir- just the first place I googled, really, that had yeah. a, a small population full of yeah. fucking scrubbers, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, But no, they, it's not a big town. Basically, everyone in Villarreal was clapping them out on the way to the stadium, which was nice to see. And I think everyone, apart from Liverpool fans, wanted him to go through, but they should have been through before a ball was kicked. I know Villarreal are a good team, but we're talking about the teams that have averaged 90-odd points the past two or three seasons, Liverpool in the league, they should blow teams like that away, especially with where they are in the development as a side. Same if Man City played them. It, they just should be far too good and were far too good in the end, but yeah, they made a pig's ear of it. I wish we did play them. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shame, shame, shame. <laughs> but no, Jim, you can, if it doesn't bring up old wounds, you can talk about that game. How Madrid got there? Um. Yeah, I thought they'd run out of magic. But it turns out they've still got some life in the old one yet, and hopefully they have got some more come May the 28th. I mean, they've just... I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they got past PSG, and then I don't know how they got past Chelsea, and then I don't know how they got past City, to be honest. In all three games, I think, going into the final 20 minutes of the second leg, they were going out, yeah. and they, they put the other back. Um, Two goals in a minute? Yeah, it was just one of them weird things that happen on Champions League nights maybe say a bit naive in the way they tried to defend the game or not defend the game should we say at the end that they should have been doing a bit more what they did in the in the quarter final second leg where he was going down wasting a bit of time but it's what happens when you have the Bernabeu it's pretty yeah it's the hardest place to go in Champions League history I mean I don't think that's much of a debate really is it no I think when we beat them there on the night I think we was the either the first team to beat them there or the first team in however long to beat them there. It was a long time, but did you see the comments from Arsene Wenger about Jack Grealish basically saying that he cost City the game because when he came on and obviously missed chances, but I wouldn't say they were dead cert chances. Jack, Jack Grealish was City's best player, and he was only on the pitch for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one who went forward, and I mean, if you look at that chance in, in itself, Jack Grealish beats about three players and the keeper. I don't think he realises... Like Thibaut Courtois just ran past the ball, which is a bit weird. And I think he's just trying to square it across. Yeah. He's just one of them that I was thinking, oh, how's that clearance not hit forward and gone in? I thought Jack Grealish was brilliant when he came on. I really did. I thought that was his best, one of his best games in the City shirt because of the occasion and how City were doing. And they needed someone to come on. and It had been the sub I made as well because he holds the ball at well. and Draws fouls. Yeah, and if Pep's getting a bit of stick, but I think all the subs that he made, I'd have made. Even taking De Bruyne off, I mean, you can say it's De Bruyne, but he was your worst player on the pitch. And City have won big games for De Bruyne in the past. 
No, it's true. And obviously, in that in that game as well, they subbed Madrid, Casemiro, Modric and Cruz, and brought on Camavinga, somebody else, and Rodrigo. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. It was head, a who's who of Madrid players mm. that finished that game in extra time. Yeah. I mean, Asensio ended up coming on. and um, I think that was it, yeah. The lad who played for Wolves, the centre-back. Pays us for him. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he just brought all the lads on. Ceballos? Yeah, Danny Ceballos. He got a game, didn't he? Yeah. The old just came on and just ran. And that's what he needs to do. Prem flops came on. <laughs> that's it. Just to well, fill that Spanish quota. Yeah, I, I didn't watch a minute of uh, any of the semi-finals. What were you doing? For, for obvious, literally anything else. Um, <laughs> for obvious reasons, and that is because I expected. I think like a lot of people at a City Liverpool final for my uh, for my sins of, of enjoying football when I was growing up. That my twenties had to be. Uh, Completely pillaged and ruined. Johnny Sins. Um, Johnny Sins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Johnny Sins was up front uh, against City, and uh, what are two legs he had? Uh, Karim Benzema, I mean, he's just getting better and better with age. When, when I used to watch Madrid, he used to fucking do my head in. He was really unselfish, and I think that is literally what kept him at Madrid, is because Ronaldo used to absolutely love him because he didn't need to run, but he used to miss three, four, five chances before he scored, but now he's. he's Everything that he touched in, in those two legs, pretty much against City, ended up in a goal or or an assist. One way or the other. So. Yeah. And against Chelsea in, in the second leg, actually, it was it was like his old self. Oh, like, he did. He missed a header, didn't he? I remember that. Like, I know all the chances he had end up being offside. So technically, they never really had a big chance because they would have been ruled offside. But every time it fell to him, he just skied it or ballooned it, and then didn't make connection with a header or a shot. And I was thinking, yeah. Benzema's not even showing up here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as he got. Yeah, I mean, as soon as Mares scored, I, I, I checked the score because I, mean, I wasn't watching it, so I checked the score and it was one nil about eighty first minute. I thought ah, that'll be fucking it. So I thought I'll get a shower and then I thought right, let's check, let's just confirm that the worst has happened and it's the Liverpool City final and it wasn't. It was two one going to extra time and ninetieth and ninety second or whatever. And you, as soon as that happens, you think well, Madrid are going to end up going winning this and and Kareem with another penalty. Didn't Penenka it this time, though. That would have taken some balls. I think I'd have given the ball and all there and then in his celebration. Had he penenka that again and it went in. But um, I'd just let it in if I was Edison. Just well, if he had the cojones. Well, why not? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I'd, have ducked, I'd have stood still and then just ducked if, if it was coming at me, I think. Just, just let it go in. Yeah, I, I beat it. Um, but yeah, Liverpool... It is, you know, Liverpool maybe need to watch out. Jim's already mentioned that this is Chelsea's season for uh, the, the FA Cup final and... Yeah. This is Real Madrid's tournament, this is Real Madrid's trophy and no matter the fact that this is probably the worst Real Madrid side in 10 years, that doesn't make, mean to say that it's a bad team, it's just not one of the best teams ever with like we've seen before but True. no matter what, they're there again. I think I saw a stat that they're in, this is the, out of the last 12 Champions League finals, they've got to 10 or 9 or something absolutely ridiculous so at least it gives, gives me and uh, other maybe not neutrals or non-Liverpool uh, or City fans somebody to support in the final throwback to the Village Hotel throwback yeah, to the yeah. Village Hotel yeah hopefully I won't be sat in the um, fail yeah well ho- I didn't see that I was sat in the um, reception area charging <laughs> the phone yeah after being thrown out and people just kept coming through saying Mane's just equalised or Bale's just scored a fucking mad goal or whatever So best yeah. goal I've ever seen in a final was, uh, although Cuckle like this one what happened on that night when Real Madrid won that trophy I something I to came me and you. everywhere. Well, apart from I that, came on your tits. something that me and you did <laughs> when we were walking around a certain park that we put together a bet, perhaps. Oh, Atlanta United, the yeah, big one, Atlanta Atlanta Real Madrid, the yeah. Champions League. That was the one I was scared about, and oh. that one came in, and uh, I cashed for a, a nice sum of money. So, yeah. I don't. Not only did I have Liverpool not winning a trophy, I had Madrid to uh, 
to push me up towards a couple of G's, so that was lovely. Although I did get called a marked man, so I haven't been back to Warrington since. Carry on, Jim. Yeah, so I've got, so got a quiz for you. Just, just on Madrid being in so many finals recently. There are nine players at Madrid that if they win at the end of the month, they will all be the second most successful players in Champions League history. So they'll all have the fifth Champions League title. Ooh. How many of the nine can we name is my question. Ooh. They were equal um, Costa Curta and Maldini, who were both on Ooh. two. Both on how many? Both on five, sorry. At number two. Number I, one is I, re- I reckon I can get seven, I reckon I can get seven, maybe. That guy that begins with Z, is it? I reckon yeah. seven. Ronaldo yeah. must be on five. He is, but he don't play for Madrid at the minute, does he? Might well, do next year. He might do. Right, we'll do this as a bit of a, a who am I. I like we'll come okay. later. So okay. how many can you name? Out of nine? Yeah. Okay, can I have 30 seconds? Just to think. Or uh, should I say a number? You just say a number. Like seven. Cook should have said seven as well. Alright, uh, eight? No, seven. Alright. I eight. don't think Cook can name seven. How about that? Alright. All right. So Cook's name seven to win. Alright. Agreed. Do I, do I get any lives or no? No. No, no lives. No, no lives in this game. First, no lives first, at all. First, first, Ready? First. Go. Alright, Benz. Yes. Carvajal. Yes. Fuck. We've got a lot. No, um, Modric. Yes. Crows. Yes. Primo. Casemiro. Yes. Oh, your ass is going now, isn't it? Uh, two more. Vasquez. No. Ah! Shit. Um, can you do any more, Stan? I'm going to get five. You got five. Cause can you, I'll give you... Marcelo? No. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about him. There's one left. How many's yeah, left? Two. There's four left. Well, two I said I could get three left, I think. Nacho? Yes. Oh, shit as well. <laughs> um, I don't remember the ones that... Charlie Isco. Yes. He's still there. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. Christ. He didn't come on against it. Part of the crew, part of the ship. We're never, never coming on against it. Part of the crew, part of the ship. And. Send it back to Malika in the second You can definitely get this left for the last one. Uh, come on, Cole. Alright, oh, am I allowed? Right, okay. Um, Do you have no allowed? As soon as someone gets the wrong, I'll take the answer. Okay. I'm trying to think. Oh, Cole's in at your own well. peril. Go on, give you 10 seconds. Uh, you already said Cass, Kroos, Modric. Uh, the listeners are shouting at their phones now. I don't know. Ready? Uh, Gareth Bale. Oh, oh. We've literally said it all before. Of course. <laughs> Donuts. Yeah. Like I said, I only give a shit about the ones that play. As play you golf. Tell. Why does Gareth Bale start the final? Wales golf Madrid in that order. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would. That and would he drops an absolute masterclass. It's just like amazing. <laughs> and then goes for free <laughs> and at season. And does retires. Put carries in there. Welcome back, listeners. It has been a while, but it's that time. Bet of the week. That music only means one thing. It means you're going to win some money. So listen up, and you might do. So starting off at Villa Park, Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. We've got both teams to score in that one. Then Pep's boys, Man City, head to the London Stadium. Two o'clock kickoff. We're going to go Man City to win that one. Been both teams not to score. Ooh, bit of a twist in that one. <laughs> Wolves versus already relegated Norwich. We're going to go under 2.5 goals in this one. And then last but not least, Everton. Slightly inform Everton to beat Brentford at Goodison Park. Wow. So just to recap, Aston Villa Palace, both teams to score. Man City to win away at West Ham to nil. Wolves, Norwich, under 2.5. And Everton to beat Brentford. And lads, what can the listeners do with that information? 
they can shove it up their hackers. Welcome back listeners, we've spoke about the upper echelon of the Premier League, the title race, but it's all about who's going to go down and who is going to remain in the Premier League this season, so already relegated Norwich, bottom of the league, Watford followed them this weekend, Woy is actually retiring from the game, so a bit poetic that he leaves with Watford going down as they usually do. And then, currently occupying 18th place, Leeds United on 34 points. Level on points with Burnley, but Burnley have a slightly better goal difference. Everton take up 16th position on 35 points. And then, Southampton surely aren't going to get dragged into this on 40 points. They're on the magic 40. They're just in holiday mode then, they're all right. Yeah, they're on the beach. I mean, it's not far from their houses, to be fair. It but they're, they're on the beach, but lads... The question I pose to you is, who's going to take that 18th position? Because every week I think my mind changes. Because someone beats someone who they shouldn't beat. Yeah, it's a difficult question. I'm going to say Leeds. I think they're in the free fall, really. Which is a shame because it's six points that United won't get next season. And a shitload of goals. So, um, yeah, I just I think it will finish probably as is. Uh, I can't see too much movement. I think Everton have done really well since that... Performance at Anfield where Jamie Carragher said that he was cheating. They were cheating the fans to go to Anfield and play like that, considering how they played for the thirty games before. Um, were unfortunate to lose, uh, definitely. Maybe not to win, but definitely unfortunate to lose. And and Burnley since they sacked Sean Dyche, which shocked everybody. I think I've had two or three good results since they've done that, and I think they're just they're just a solid team, Burnley. I think they've probably got another win there in the last three games. I'm not sure who they play, but Leeds. I mean. You know, lost to Arsenal at the weekend, had a man sent off. Uh, Meslier making a mistake, which I've just been told, which I haven't seen. So if you if you don't know, I've just acted like football hasn't existed for the last two months, like United players. Um, and yeah, it's. Uh, I think that I think that's how it'll finish. Everton, Burnley, Leeds. I hope it does as well, just for the fact that it'll be funny when Leeds go down. And there's a huge fire sale of the players because I think. Uh, Bamford, Phillips and Rafinha all have relegation clauses and they're probably the three best and most important players so uh, yeah I think it'll stay as is yeah Jim what do you think? Ted Lasso taking them down Uh, yeah I I do think Leeds in a lot of trouble I just think the way they went about themselves the first half against Arsenal on the weekend it's kind of pathetic really when you come in comparison to Everton who Stan alluded to I've been brilliant um including the Merseyside derby and afterwards. I mean, they got a lot of stick from it from Liverpool fans who obviously now we're learning hate it when teams try and defend against them. I mean, they're not just going to... I don't know. I don't know why that annoys them so much. It's going to happen. Well, it's mad that if they've they're the got... best team in the world, yeah, but it's, then... it's mad that they've got the best keeper in the world, the best centre-back in the world, the best left-back in the world, the best right-back in the world, the best forwards in the world, the best defensive midfielder in the world, and they expect teams to just open up against them. Something's got to give. Either you're chatting bullshit or... No, yeah, you, that's when you can't kind of really remember. I thought Everton, even though they took nothing in terms of points wise out of that game at Anfield, on another day I thought they could have if um, certain decisions went their way. But what they did take from it is a kind of togetherness, which they've shown since that. They showed it at Chelsea, a brilliant win, backs against the wall performance from and Pickford, who's been, he got a lot of stick for the way he acted at Anfield. He's been brilliant the last two weeks. Lampard calling world class. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. he, he, he might. He might have been in the past two games, and he's give Everton kept Everton in game until they got six points. Yeah. I just think it would have been. I don't know if it would have been funny. It's just different seeing a big team like Everton go down. So I was kind of like sweating it almost, but 
Um, I've got to admire what they've done recently, and I think yeah, it's between Burnley and Leeds now, and I think the way Leeds are going, I think Burnley have got a bit more of a, a team spirit together, and um, Leeds just don't seem in it. I mean, the Luke Allen thing, which Cook, oh I mean, don't know what you think about it, but I mean, now he's suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> club captain as well, by the way. He used to come out of the Arsenal Academy, so I get that it's an emotionally charged game for him, but there's emotionally charged and there's just being completely... How dumb are you? Literally going nowhere, Martinelli, back to him. Turns around, two-foots him for no reason. And the on-field decision was a yellow. How pathetic was that? The amount of time it took to get that decision. And then they went, you might want to go and look at that, actually, after about three minutes. And it still took him about 90 seconds to register what had happened. Like, he drop kicked in. You might have a look at that one, right? Yeah, yeah he's he's honestly baseball slid him, and if That's, Martinelli's yeah. foot was planted, he's probably broke his ankle or the bottom of his leg. Probably because so. it was so early, and if that happened seventy fifth, he probably would have sent him straight off. It's just a, it's just a sh- such just a stupid lead. thing it's just to do. Captain as well, though. And also, I don't know if you see. I know you've seen it last week. The when the City beat him four 0 but the way Stuart Dallas has been out for the rest of the season now, oh, with a broken yeah. leg, he did that. Trying to injure Grealish. Yeah, it is. Like, how many times did he go through Grealish yeah, in that first half? Yeah, and yeah, at the yeah. end, he ended up hurting himself. And it's just like, just keep your heads. Like, they need, they literally, Everton are doing the per- what perfect relegation team should be doing. They're just defending backs against the wall stuff and getting like a, a one themselves yeah. with the quality. Yeah. Leeds are just, their heads seem to have gone for me. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen Leeds fans, I mean, they're just the. They hate this manager, they hate what's going on. It seems to have just gone back to before Bielsa kind of turned up and made everything good for 18 months or t- two and a half years, whatever it was. So, um, like I said, I'll be sad if Leeds go down in terms of that United will get six less points next season, especially when Bournemouth beat us in the R12. Uh, like, happens every fucking year they're in the league. So, um, yeah, I think it will stay as is, especially Everton are the furthest away. They've got that game in hand now. And uh, like Jim said, they are coming together and I think they'll they'll push themselves away. Uh, and Burnley are just more of a team, more of a more of a unit. And I'd back them to, to maybe get a nil-nil a lot more than I would to back Leeds. I think only Norwich have conceded more in the league. And I think that's only one, one goal more. 74, I think, Leeds have conceded. And Norwich conceded 75, so that kind of says it all. I think when you look at... Everton versus Burnley versus Leeds and if Burnley do stay up it's another brilliant achievement isn't it when you look at oh, the, yeah. the individuals of both team have like obviously I know there's some shit there I mean Everton have just won the first second away game all season and stuff and Leeds have been terrible all year but at least they have players like Rafinha and Phillips and Bamford and Everton have you you Calvert-Lewin who couldn't stop scoring early in the season Richarlison probably oh, yeah. could play Champions League football Jordan Pickford's the England number one yeah, like, yeah. Burnley again. Like, it's such a commendable club for stay. For, I don't know if they are going to stay. Yeah, I don't want to say it just yet, but if they yeah. do, then it gets another great season. Well, just what you said then, and then obviously they've got an amount in amount of injuries at the moment as well. Tarkovsky went off in the second half for him. Hopefully he'll play for the remainder of the season to give him a fighting chance. Vidra, who scored the winner for him last week, I want to say in the two one. He's injured, he didn't play against Villa, and Jay Rodriguez didn't play against Villa as well, so if they've got any chance of staying up, they need to get those players around them, because definitely Tarkovsky and Rodriguez are starters there, not 100% about Vidra, he's more of a super sub, but they need to get the best players playing. Hey, 
Hey, Jim, how's your German? Because <laughs> that sounds awful, I'll be honest. Now I've seen the lyrics in English. Just sounds great in German, though. Sounds great in German, though. Yesterday he was unknown. Now the whole country celebrates in even, even by Inuskadaman. Ooh, oh. Holland, allegedly. But yes, um, <laughs> according to David Ormstein of the Athletic Gym, Erling Haaland has agreed personal terms with Manchester City. Buyout clause to be activated next week, I believe. £68 million? I don't know how much it is. It's a lot. Whatever it is, €70 million, Euros, whatever it is. Yeah, could be getting done this week. Very exciting stuff. Very. Um, yeah, because he, he, he has the pick of the bunch. Really. He can go anywhere, can't he? Apparently he still wants to play in Spain, but I don't care. We only thought when Pep was coming here, we'd only get two years out of him. And in the end of his contract, to be 10. So maybe Haaland, we just say to him, right... We'll let you come here, you can kind of use it as a stepping stone if you want, but maybe in the back of our minds we're thinking we can attract him to stay here forever, keep him, keep buying players around him to make the squad competitive. And yeah, I just can't wait for De Bruyne Haaland connection. I just, I don't know, I feel like he can't fail. I mean, the way De Bruyne puts balls in the box and how tall and quick and strong Haaland is, surely he's going every man's fantasy team next year. Yeah, especially if we're on draft. I hope <laughs> I have first pick next year, because he'll be coming straight in my basket. <laughs> but no, you, you you mentioned obviously KDB and uh, Erling Haaland there. The varsity blondes, maybe, as they can be referred to. So, Stan, Haaland's obviously going to City. It's class for the league, but it's well shit for us if we want to go yeah. for the league at any point, anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, you look at it like that, you see... Um... City's one weakness is, is is in that forward area and they've bought probably the best. And the manager's under. hair follicles. Yeah, it isn't good for the rest of us. If you look at that City team, you see maybe one weakness and it's it's in that forward position, that number nine, and they've probably bought the best under 23 or under however old he is. Maybe even one of the best forwards, full stop, uh, top five in his position. And um, yeah, it's a brilliant signing for them on the face of it, like I say. And if, if they can keep hold of him, like Jim said, you've got a player there who for... 10 years could go on and score pretty much however many goals he wants to and do whatever he wants to in the game and in the Premier League. He's definitely got that physical uh, side of it that you know sometimes players don't sort out when they come to the Prem. He's not got to worry about any of that. He's done it in Europe. He did it for Salzburg in, in Austria. He did it for, he's done it for Dortmund in Germany and he'll, he'll definitely do it here as well coming to City. But um, I mean, what I will say, playing devil's advocate is Cook. Um, United won three in a row and then bought Juan Sebastian Veron, who was one of the best, if not the best midfielder well. in the world, yeah, ended up at Chelsea for the reason that I'm going to say, and that is because he didn't work out. I remember, um, well, I, I don't remember because I was about seven, eight years old, but so I'm told, uh, everybody was talking, our United fans and other teams were saying, Skulls, Keane and Veron, it's got everything you want in a midfield, and United didn't play uh, a midfield three, and they tried and it didn't work, and City haven't played a a focal point for the last few years and they've done alright you know what I mean so could that be an issue especially because somebody like Haaland who's, who's obviously a great player but he isn't the style that Pep plays he likes those versatile players tight positions taking one two touches popping it off is he that type of striker do you think or is he a kind of guy who prefers having a little bit of space to run into longer strides one on one with the defender pushing it past him and shrugging him off I mean, I'm not going to act like I watch the Bundesliga every week. We did it for about two months, a couple of years ago. <laughs> but hey, Schalke, not only my team, on it? On, no, on that, Schalke have now been promoted. <gasps> Go wow. on, Union are still pushing. back, baby. My back, baby. Union are still pushing for European. What yeah. are they to do? They're in Bundesliga too. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. What was he even on about? So uh, you don't watch Bundesliga. You don't, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't watch the Bundesliga every week or even often because I think it's very boring. But from what I've seen of Erling Haaland in the Champions League and the odd games that I have caught, he's a phenomenal striker. I think he's got a higher ceiling than Kylian Mbappe. I think he's more of a pure striker than Kylian Mbappe. I see Mbappe more of a inside forward winger that can play up front, but like you said, Haaland's more of a conventional number nine. His dad's obviously got that history with Man City anyway, so there's a bit of something there for him on a personal level. And I just think it's great business from City. They didn't panic with the Kane thing the other week. Uh, the other week, the other year. Feels like the other week. The season's not that quick. But no, they didn't panic. Spurs were like, give us more money. Pep was like, no. They held on. Ferran Torres went out the door the other way that people forget. They didn't replace him. They've still probably going to win the league touch wood for Jim and me everyone that hates Liverpool yeah it's, it's the best possible striker City could have landed on really I mean a, a lot of the t- elite strikers are getting up, getting on aren't they I mean Lewandowski is rumoured to leave but yeah, he's, he's getting on I think the Kane thing's past City by now um, although I think he's turned it around the second half this season Karen Benton is another top striker but again too old um, what, do you think, what do you think happens with Kane now then do you reckon he just stays I, at Spurs? or I could see him going to another club. Um, but then again, the only club I could see him going to is Man United. And I mean, we'll get on to what we think they need to address. He might not Tell you what, be exactly Kane next, I'd, next season. I'd anyway. throw our fucking stadium to get Kane. Yeah, he could, yeah I could maybe Chelsea. But but that reminds me of like what Stan said earlier about the, the thing with City and about a number nine. Yous have obviously played without a conventional number nine. We did last year and won the Champions League. We bought a hundred million pound striker, and we're a worse team this year. Like genuinely, yeah. we yeah, are. I th- yeah, I think City are going to have to change the way they play, and I don't think Hart. I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that Haaland comes and joins City and maybe has a slow first season. But I don't think that's a bad thing because look at the players who have had a slow first season at City. Uh, Laporte had a slow first. No, not Laporte actually. Uh, Cancelo had a slow first season, one of the best fullbacks in the world. Rodrigo, very slow uh, first season. I think he's the best in his position in the league. Uh, Mares, very slow first season. Bernardo, who was the old player of the year contenders after that. I think Grealish will have a great season next season. He's been quite slow this season. I think we'd agree for his price tag. But I think what Haaland will give us is killer instinct in the big games. And I think that's the one thing City have lacked this season. And I think the title would have been wrapped up by now uh, especially in the two games at, against Anf- against Liverpool Anfield and the Etihad where City should have killed them off but they don't have a striker who's going to score 20 goals a season um, it, not in the league anyway and then in the Champions League I mean if the amount of space the amount of times we've got in behind against Madrid at the Etihad Haaland's not missing them yeah. and he's getting on the end of more crosses than- City have a lot of like players who come one way but not a lot that go the other way so no space isn't always the but it's exciting to have a player who's going to get in some spaces. Yeah, and then last thing, before we move on from Manchester City, what is a realistic amount of goals for him in the league and what's the expected amount of goals in the league? Expected will have to be 20. I think that's the... Well, the benchmark. Yeah, what you kind of say for a strike coming in, don't you? Um, and I think the realistic is 20. Uh, in fairness, the amount of goals City score, yeah. he, he should be nothing short of 20 goals in the season. And, and that's just in the league, yeah. Stop. Yeah, I think you've got to be looking at 20, haven't you? And with the amount of chances that you make, you should be getting 20, really, minimum, I'd say. He could have 30, yeah, he, he could, I mean. And Jesus is probably out the door, we think. I've Pro- seen Jesus and Sterling today. 
that one of them two is going to leave. Arsenal are interested in either. Yeah, I don't. We'll have any of them. Give us any of them. Either or. Yeah, they both walk in. They both walk in to that season. I think Kazoo would be a great signing for Arsenal. I think Sterling would be a better one, but I don't think City will let go of Sterling. No, I don't think so. I think they've invested. I think it's. I think it's his time is up at City though. And I really like him, great player, but like I said about Killer Instinct, one of the things he's lacked and he's not necessarily a better striker than he is a winger and City have got enough wingers. Yeah, and then just to finish off, before we move on, I'm going to say he gets 22 league goals, but again, to be boring, I'd say the expected is probably between 18 and 20 yeah. debut season it's in the, the league. Benchmark, I mean, what's yeah. that, it's on what, 23 Two? now, 22, something yeah. like that, yeah, he's... Ronaldo on eighteen, Stan. No, so I had nineteen. I had um. That's funny. No, no penalties. I had mad. I had twenty quid on Ronaldo, top scorer when he came in because it was boosted to sevens. Believe. Uh, well, why not? If Ronaldo's sevens, you've got to back in to get top scorer, and he was um. Jimmy batter seller at weekend breaking. Well, do you know what? He, he was four four goals behind, and uh, I was getting offered seventeen pounds eighty or something as a cash out. I'm getting me fucking money back. You mad? He's not going to score five in two, but one game now because well, fucking true. Brighton scored four. So smart. You're a better gambler than me, Stan, because I had a probably bad Lukaku this year. The less said about that, the better, well, I think. Mm. <laughs> ominous, ominous for Haaland, maybe. <laughs> From one team ran by a bald fraud to another team due to be ran. Can't call him that. Bald fraud. Stan Ten Hag, talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me. What, um, what, um, what uh, Hope Speaking of know. expectations, actually, then, what, what, what are the expectations um, just going into next season? A team that uh, don't make me want to fucking not be alive on the weekends would be nice. Um, <laughs> Paul Samaritans, <laughs> if you feel like that, due to yeah. Manchester United. Um, no, a team that's arsed, really. I mean, it's been quite a while since not only have I seen a team that's been arsed, but I've been arsed when watching United. Um, because we lost 4-0 and I think I felt more joy when uh, or more asked about football when Son scored against Liverpool than anything so that's sad sorry but it is true and now when they lose now are you just like asked? literally well my dad, my dad said to me because I normally watch games with him he said are you bothering and I said well it's Brighton's last game at home and it's against us so they'll be buzzing we'll probably get swatted so I'm just going to go pub and we did so <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of where we're at that's at the moment. they got swatted yeah. so so did you well Yes, exactly. My dad had had a few Stellas when I got home. Yeah. Didn't your mum know about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what can we expect from Eric Tanad next season? Well, we can probably expect a lot of um, XG, a lot of stats, a lot of spreadsheets, because he is obviously a bald nerd, so he has worked under Guardiola and he's going to live in the same building as Guardiola, so it'll probably be one of them where the wives come in and uh, them two are under the bed sheets with torches on. And when you look, you actually think they might be being a little bit naughty, but they're both there with Microsoft Excel open. Uh, expectations are that Paul Pogba's not there next season. And we sign a few players that maybe a 14-year-old couldn't choose off FIFA Ultimate Team when he was bored one day. Um, maybe some players that we haven't heard of, maybe players that are available on a bargain, players from the Championship, or maybe players that don't come from Europe's top five leagues that fit what Ten Hag wants to do. And I think that, you know, Rangnick has been the worst United manager that I've ever seen. And I watched David Moyes for seven months. So hopefully he's um, going to pass something on to Ten Hag in terms of, you know, where the squad's at. Uh, this guy's good, this guy's a bit shit, but he'll work for you. This guy needs to go, he's on too much money. This 18-year-old has got it and, you know, whatever. So that that's it for next season. There's no expectations, really, in terms of where we can finish because, it's you know, United need a complete reset and... 
that's kind of what we have done behind the scenes. We've got rid of Matt Judge, Ed Woodward's going, our chief scout Jim Lawler, who's been at the club. Jerry Lawler. Jim Lawler. Jerry Lawler. Look at the puppies. Look at the puppies, Jerry. Oh, Jim Lawler. No wonder he's been sacked. Exactly. Look in 2022. Marcel Bowell. They've both left. Um... So yeah, Paul Mitchell's linked to come in, um, and Richard, Richard Arnold. <laughs> Phil Mitchell? <laughs> Phil Mitchell. Phil and Grant's, Honestly. Phil and Grant's third brother, uh, <laughs> Phil's third leg. Uh, and, <clears throat> yeah. He's a tripod. Yeah, if you haven't noticed already, I can't be, can't be fucking arse for United. Uh, well, Alright, talk- Cook, um, before we talk about players going out, no, coming in, sorry. Mm. Going out, one player that you'd, if you're Tenag, then you're getting that... United team tomorrow, wherever they are. Not players that we know are going training ground. Uh, yeah. I don't think they know it either. Who, who would you get rid of first? Just what? do I just get rid of them on loan or do I do I get no, rid? You don't. I, I don't money, do I get money for him? You do I play a player. You need improvement on that position now. Just all right, a, all right, just all right, a player right. that if you're Tanag, you don't have in your plans for the next three years. No Marshall. matter who they are. Marshall. He's yeah, rubbish. He's rubbish. He's out on loan at Sevilla. He's not pulling up any trees out there either. On a lot of money. Yeah, get is. him off the wage bill. You can get him out on loan again somewhere. Preferably a two-year loan. And then when he comes back, I think he's got a year left. Yeah, I think, to be fair, I think you could probably sell Martial. I think get somebody rid. picks him up. Is that, is that a position then cook the striker? Yeah, because, yeah, 100%. Because they need someone that can put the ball in the back of the net for him. And Ronaldo, like we said, he's 37. He's got 18 goals in the league. I think he got back-to-back hat-tricks. So he's got six goals in two games. Prior to that, he only had 12. You need someone on a regular basis, just like Chelsea needs someone on a regular basis, who, as it stands, our top goal scorers are not going to be a striker. Yeah, I think if Rashford can't make a big turnaround, then the the, the long-term planning of United striker has, has got really, it's, it's really bleak, isn't it, really? No, when, it is. When you think of Ronaldo and Cavani, you're your two best options. And he's going as well, isn't he? Cavani's off as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, Ronaldo's probably got one more year in him yeah. at United. Yeah, yeah, deal was it, Ronnie? Yeah, I mean, you look at our forward options. We've got Ronaldo, Cavani's leaving, Martial's been out on loan, Lingard's leaving, Pogba's leaving, uh, Mason Greenwood will never play for the club again. Marcus Rashford's had the season he's had. If he does that again next season, my cousin actually did see Mason um, Greenwood the other day. Not it? even joking. Mackie's Mackie's drive through. Where's that? Which one? In Trafford Park. All oh, right. I'll show you the DMs. Hang on. And nice, yeah, nice where they're doing well. One yeah. sec. So let's do hell, yeah. Altering them, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the resale part. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, so Greenwood, I mean, you've got Elanga, who is he good enough? But the fact that Elanga's starting every week for United shouldn't be a thing anyway, because you know you shouldn't be relying on an 18, 19 year old. Or Juan Mata. Ever. Juan Mata's started for it, he'll go. So you look at all these players, we're probably only going to have three or four that have, have you know played in those four positions this season at the club next season so yeah we definitely need a forward I agree and then last thing on United Stan I don't know your opinion Jim I want yours as well for me this is the most intelligent thing they've done in a while appointing Ranić hear me out because he's gone almost behind enemy lines and he's like right he's a bad egg he's a bad egg he's a bad egg and now he's on the board for the next two years anyway so literally when Sanaga comes in be like right he's got a bad attitude he's toxic he's very clicky he's shit he's shit he's shit kind of thing and now next year I think they've took the right step getting someone who's obviously got ideas and they want to put their own stamp on it but I just thought United never go into him they always 
appoint someone mm. and I thought this was quite clever into getting you yeah back. I mean you know in hindsight he's not done what he was brought in to do which was literally get no. us but he's just talking director yeah yeah I mean and if United are going to use him as a consultant correctly in the next two years then you might in two years think Rangnick's been a success and you forget about the six seven months he's just had which I'm hoping is the case but yeah, it's, it's, I know what you mean. It's not. A, it wasn't a very United decision to bring in Ralph Rangnick. He's probably a guy that Ed Woodward would have had to have Googled anyway it was to a find very out Chelsea who he decision. Was. Yeah, but it's, it's a guy that when Antonio Conte is available, you automatically think United, Conte, we've just had to manage you, you go and get him. But we didn't. We got Ralph Rangnick, who, like I say, Woodward probably had to Google when, some, when that name got brought up in a meeting. Uh, it's a good idea to keep him on for two years as a consultant if we use him properly, which, you know, him taking the Austria job, which is a part-time job, shouldn't really make too much of a difference. But then bringing Eric Ten Hag in, again, when Pochettino is available and United have had a fetish for Pochettino pretty much since he joined Spurs six, seven years ago. Again, a smart decision. And I know we mentioned him before, but Paul Mitchell, a guy that did brilliant at Southampton at Spurs, is doing well at Monaco. Uh, at the moment and, and you know I think he was a guy that brought Deli Alley in for MK Dons and that was his first ever job so he's had a great time 10 years in, in you know of, of football so another football uh, guy another football decision and you know it, it's a restructure that's needed and I think there, a lot of the decisions that have been made in the last six months aren't United decisions when Woodward was at the helm so I suppose all we can do is hold out hope that Richard Arnold will be different and right now I can only judge him on what he's done and that it is looking different, so we'll see how they act in the summer and we'll see how they act in the next two or three years. But if Ten Hag is in here in three years, then he's been a success because no United manager since Fergie has lasted three years. Yeah. The longest a manager's lasted was Salsia, uh, and that was just short of three years. So if he's here in three years, which is his contract, then it means he's won and he's, he's created a team that's winning in, in the United way because you can't just win at United. You've got to do it in a particular style and bringing kids through. So I hope... I live in hope it can't be can't be worse than the last fucking six months anyway. So, and then last thing on United, Jim. Do you reckon that Stan mentioned that they're not making United decisions? Do you reckon that's a good thing for them? That they're not making United decisions. But what do you mean in terms of what they've done recently? Yeah. So like yeah. when they brought, so they've they're not making United decisions by appointing Randy on like an interim basis, yeah, and it's almost like a yeah. spy in the dressing room. Yeah. Well, three years three years ago, if we sat Solskjaer and Conte was available, we just could have got it. And then if Pochettino was available, we just would have got him. We wouldn't have even interviewed somebody like Eric Ten Hag. We just wouldn't. And we definitely wouldn't have sacked our chief scouts and moved things around to probably end up bringing in Paul Mitchell in. We wouldn't have dared ask somebody like Ralph Rangnick, who's so honest and fucking openly aggressive at the state of the club, to mm. be a consultant for two years. So they're just not decisions that post-Fergie United mm. have made. I, so. I, I, I guess we'll see on it. Um, I think United have done pretty much everything now post Fergie uh, what get a club legend in who played the best out of the bunch get a um, really successful manager in uh, Mourinho Van Gaal get the Premier League known manager David Moyes now they've gone for one of the European young managers maybe not in terms of his age but his managerial career um, I don't know what else he's left for United but yeah I think Getting someone like Ten Hag is a bit more exciting for United than naming another massive name on a big contract. I imagine Conte would have lasted 18 months and been paid £15 million when he got sacked. Um, When he eventually argued with the board. And no matter how good he is, I mean, United aren't a team that are Conte ready. Um, Chelsea, if you went to Chelsea tomorrow, then you'd think, 
Yeah, they play title contenders now, um, just for like yeah. one year. But United have we're not a, a bit more a long term yeah. structure kind of club. We're not a club. Now. Yeah, we're not a club that's that's a Conte type of club. But I think one thing most United fans can agree on, even the ones that wanted Pochettino, is that for the first time since Fergie, United have brought in the right guy at the right time in terms of who's available. Obviously, Moyes, you had doubts with Van Gaal did it twenty years before Mourinho. You all wondered after Chelsea. With the um, with the physio, I can't remember her name, and all that kicked off, and he left, Eva. and he finished. Yeah, Eva when he when he finished mid table, Solskjaer, everybody had doubts from from the off with only managing Cardiff and Mulder. This guy, he's got no uh, you know black spots against his name. Even Pochettino, it's kind of whimpered out. There's all the questions: Can he do it? Is he a bottler? He completely Spurs may as well not have turned up for that Champions League final. Uh, he's lost a title at PSG. Also, St- the dressing room at PSG. The dressing room at PSG. So you're looking at Pochettino, and he's got black spots against his name. You look at Ten Hag, and you haven't seen him fail yet. He's turned up at P- uh, uh, not PSG at Ajax. He's won every single title. He got to the Europa League final in his second season. Got beat by United, who were should never have been in the Europa League final. And he got them to you know within a whisker of a Champions League final, and he's lost players, brought in new players from the youth, and rebuilt teams whilst winning. So there's no black spots against his name apart from the fact that he's a uh, follically challenged. So we'll see. Follically challenged. Okay, guys, welcome to Who Am I on the Cookie Podcast. Um, just a bit of admin before this one, and a bit of a calling out to another podcast. Um, we are coming for blood, the football ramble. I've only just started re-listening. Do you know they do Who Am I Now, Cook? No, they fucking don't. Yeah, they do. They call it someone's game. Fuck you. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, this is how Warwick Davis must feel, eh? Yeah, big big Spotify deal, is it? And then they're mm. Who Am I? Exact same mm, way they play. Anyway. Them, them and Joe Rogan in the same boat, eh? Yeah. It would seem. Pricks. Anyway, Who Am I yep. this week? The original. Um, it's going to be best of three. It's going to be Stan versus Lou. I'm going to give you the first player, and Lou, you're going to kick us off with how many you can name, and Stan, you're going to say if you can beat that, or you call in Lou's bullshit. Ooh. First player is legendary striker, Emil Heskey. Emil Heskey, you can get a possible one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So how many out of seven of Emil Heskey's Emil clubs Heskey. can you name, Lewis? I reckon I can do five. That's a huge number. I reckon I can do five. Cook reckons he can do five. Stan, can you do six? Yeah, I can do six, me. Oh, all seven for Cook? Oh, calling oh. Stan's yes. Bullshit! Oh, oh, oh. Stan, six. No lie. Emil. I can see Al in your eyes. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Kicks off. Leicester. Yes. Liverpool. Yes. Wigan. Yes. Bolton. Yes. Uh, Birmingham and Aston Villa. Yes. That was pretty you impressive. Got six pretty quick. That Come was on, pretty get seven. impressive. Um, where is it? Where is it based? Oh, no, 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 Melbourne City. Victory. Mm, it was Newcastle Jets. <laughs> Stan, that was very impressive stuff. That, that was impressive. I know, my, I know Shout um, out original KSI. Which yeah. if you know, you know. So, Cook, you know, you know. Um, as a man who's one behind, I'm going to give you a choice of player. Uh, Mario Bartelli or Joey Barton. <laughs> Two interesting characters. Fucking hell, yeah. For the wrong reasons, potentially. Uh, yeah. We'll go... We'll go... Uh, Balotelli. Balotelli. Um, Stan. 
I'm going to give you the choice of how many you can name out of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10! Bit of a journeyman ten. now is Mario Bartoli. I didn't know he played for that then. He's a fucking knob, isn't he? Um, yeah, so 10. Uh, so how many can we get out of He's good on bombing night though, lad. He's alright, lad. <laughs> okay. Just do some camera on the old fingers. I don't like that. For audio listeners. Uh, like that. Everyone's audio listeners. Can you hear him counting? <laughs> I know, yeah. We have to push you. Five. Five. Oh, a big number. Uh, Cook, you can six? you beat five? Yes. You... Yeah, fuck that. Six. <gasps> okay, go on then. Go on then, BK. Oh, right, uh, six. Cook. Liverpool. Yes. Man City. Yes. Inter Milan. Yes. AC Milan. Yes. Um. Fucking, um, they play into real. Oh god. Uh, um, oh, it's, I don't think it's um, Empoli. I don't think it's them though. It's not Empoli. No, it's someone just dump into reality. Stand to, to confirm the point. Can you get that fifth one? Um, in Italy. What's that? Anyone? 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 Yeah. Anyone? Did anyone? he play for Nice? He did. He did. Very impressive. So you could add um, Luma Zani. That's where he started his career. Is that um, sport one as well? Nope. No. You could have had Marseille. The Italian team he was looking for was Brescia. He went to Monza. Not Monza. to be conferred with, Mo- um, with Monza the card. Monza or Monza. And then now he plays for Adena Demi Sport. Interesting career path there from. Do we know where they're from? I'm going to guess Turkey. Uh, let's click on it. This is, yeah, Turkey. something I spoke. I mean, they don't sound great. Getting anyway, um, just for admin purposes, Joy Barton. Cook, how many can you name? There are one, two, three, four, five, six clubs Joy Barton has played for. I reckon I can do four. You can ask a big number. Four. I Dan, I can, can you beat four? four? Joy Barton clubs? Yeah. No, I can't beat four. Can't beat four. Cook, go on, kicks off. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> okay. We'll try our best there. Rangers. Yes. Yeah. Burnley. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Newcastle United. Yes. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah. And Marseille. Yes, you can get all six. You've not got the easy ones yet. Mm, Man City. Yeah. That's what he's known for. Uh, I don't know. I, I, what I, happened I, ten I, years ago when Aguero scored? What happened like that? Oh, QPR. Oh, yeah. yeah, QPR. I, I usually oh, associate six. Joy Baton for speaking like this in his French interview. I reckon the last two that you left out were in my first two clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I just go for the really yeah. weird ones. Rangers, Burnley, well, Marseille. Well, you know what, Cook? You did win this week, but an impressive six out of six. Hey, I took the John Crawley. I took the six man, me and Tyler Hero there. Yeah, two, two of my favourite white boys. So, Cook, a little wind down at the end of the pod. Not really football related uh, directly. Kind of. Kind of. Not Premier League related anyway, let's say. Do you want to tell the... Uh, Cookie monsters, where you've been recently, uh, over the uh, over the pond? Yeah, I've been. I've had the pleasure of spending the week at Inter Miami's training facility in Fort Lauderdale in Miami. Met a lot of people in the industry who work very closely and directly for Inter Miami. Been networking with a lot of people and potentially have some work out there in the summer to go and work in Miami or in the states in general. So, got watched a lot of sport. Watch some basketball, watch some NHL, watch some baseball, which I found very, very, very boring. I've been to about three baseball games, and that was definitely the worst. 
And then we finished off with some footy into Miami, played against someone half decent, I can't remember who it was. Atlanta United, it was Joseph Martinez's wow. Atlanta United. However, he was injured for this one, so no oh. wonder they didn't win. It's a shame they didn't fl- fly Mickey over just for you. Oh, well, they should have. I did get to see Pigwayin, he was on the bench. Oh, yeah, looking wow. well. You know, Piggy Higgy. Looking swole. Is it? He's kind of got that like. Big bald head now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's kind of got that like slim, thick thing going on. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty hot. That's not what a footballer should like. you know, doing the pre match like shooting drills, which are shooting at net and every single one's going like 20. I don't one of his teammates like completely call him out for being like a fucking prick and that. Yeah. Completely mo- like moaning and having a go at everybody and he don't want to pass to anyone and he calls them all shit and the everything. ultimate MLS player. Oh yeah, I, I mean I mean if you were gonna say to me who who would who's the person you should not sign for a team in the MLS which is for as people a, who don't watch it is very athletic it's a very physical athletic league. Is it was it like was it reminiscent of when we used to watch um, New York and we used to watch Perlo get run rings around by like twenty year old Americans who never heard of just because they all could run? Very true. And the thing the thing is with Iguain, the the big thing in Miami as well. Seventy percent of the people there are Hispanic, so I get why they want to get a big South American star over there. But he's got a terrible attitude. He's out of shape and he's out of form, and they they're desperately trying to get him off the books. There's a guy that plays up top for them at the moment called Campagna. He's a South American guy as well. He's keeping him out of the team and he's scoring goals. So at the end of the season, Piggy will probably be offski, potentially back to Argentina. Argentina. But yeah, Miami, what a city, what a place. Saw, was it Romeo Beckham? Yeah. Yeah. Phil Neville. Yeah, saw, saw the greats. Saw the greats. Wow. So, any nice meals that you had? Any uh, American-sized portions or American drinks that Ooh. you want to shout out or yeah. tell us that you tried? Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, go on. So, I did I did try Chipotle for the first time. Thoughts? Enjoyed. Better than Django's? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Really I feel big. like I feel like the closer you get to Mexico, obviously, say it out loud, the closer you get to Mexico, the better the Mexican food is. Okay. But that's my philosophy on it anyway. But yeah, good. That's like the motherland. Really good, really good Mexican food. It went to Boston while I was over there as well. I had a lobster roll. That was sick. Good. Very nice. And I'm trying to think anything else weird that I had. Did you? Have, what was that um, energy drink you had? Oh. Like one of the first times you got there. <laughs> Zoa Energy. Yeah. It was the, you know, the Rocks energy drink. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, so I can officially go in the Iron Paradise now. <laughs> <laughs> These big old dinosaur hands. <laughs> so, what did that taste like? Just any literally tasted drink? like Red Bull with like a little bit of like green tea in it. <laughs> That's literally how I would describe it. it. Tastes like a diet Red Bull with a bit of green tea, right. but at least I can go in the Iron Paradise now. Point refused. Like use. Point refused. Oh, well. <laughs> like you weren't. We can't. So, they got New York and Miami and yep. Boston. Yep, and I was drinking a lot of Coca Cola out there. Oh, Probably yeah. the most I've drunk in a, a while. So it tastes different to here. Hits different. Does Sugar it? tax, does it? Sugar tax, yeah, lad. And does not eat, apply over there. Did you eat any Cookie Monsters over there? We know we've got a lot over the, all over over the pond. I'm sure you got recognised, surely. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, when when my eyes had finally focused from all the flashes, yeah, etc., yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. The jet like the jet. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. As soon as I realised what was happening. My, my wrist was very sore from doing the same Signing signature the autographs. over yeah, and over yeah, and over yeah. and over. Obviously, we do have 48% of our listeners from the United States. Yeah. We cater for you guys. But no, the, it was really good. We passed the pod on to a load of different people over there. So if you're a new listener from the Miami Summit, welcome to That's The Way The Cookie Crumbles. It's been episode 136, and I'll see you